Welcome back, Ford Explorers. Before we get into this week's episode, we want to remind you that we do have social media. We do. We have Instagram. We have Twitter. We have Patreon if you want to support us and get a subliminal shout-out. Most importantly, we have our hotline. Typically, we tell you a story. We want you to tell us a story. So give us a call or send us a text and enjoy the episode. Later, guys. Hello, and welcome back, Ford Explorers, to the Acid Cat Spirit Hour. I, of course, am the Colonel. This is my son, Caleb. We're doing well. Hope you guys are doing well. It's been a, what is this, the second week, third week? We're into January now. Uh, third week into January. We we're almost really, done with January. Yeah, we kind of lost track of time there, but it's uh, it's been zooming by. It still does not feel like... We've been joking over the holidays. We went to um, all the Meow Wolf installations, and we went to the House of Eternal Return first, and we've been joking that since we left, it kind of just feels like we're still there. There's there's little weird nods and stuff. Like, uh, we were driving around the other day, and we missed a turn, so we took a turn uh, to make up for it, and we were on Santa Fe. Yeah. And it's like, that's weird. And then, like, just little things like that, where every... Like, we saw a name the other day that was a name that popped up a lot. Yeah, there's been like a, there have been a number of coincidences where like every time something is like kind of wrong or we turn left and we're supposed to turn right or just sort of like any time something is brought to your attention that you weren't aware of, it seems to have some kind of connection to the lore there. Mm-hmm. So good on those guys. They've done a good yeah. job. I'm pretty sure we're still there. The <laughs> podcast, we went from being in the tiny meat gang UFO to permanently being stuck in the portal in Santa Fe. Everyone in the comments is like, what are you talking about? Meow Wolf. And yeah, we yeah. go to look it up. It doesn't exist. It was only something we went to. Yeah, it was just it's just a really big psyop that. <laughs> <laughs> or we're, we're in a different, we're in a multiverse now where it doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of weird existences, today we wanted to talk about, you know, there's a lot of triangles. I yes. feel like there are a lot of a lot of triangles out there. There are a lot of triangles and they continue to surprise us with their presence. I thought there was just the Bermuda Triangle, to be honest. But last year we got into the Alaskan Triangle. Today we're going to get into what New England has to offer, which is the Bridgewater Triangle. But before we do that, we obviously we have a tradition around here, and that is I own a very haunted bar. You are the chef in that very haunted bar. Let's do a ghost report. Yeah, this week it's uh, been a little more tame on sightings, okay, but a little more active in feelings, okay. So. Did something happen? Did the lady with the long? <laughs> did you break up with the lady with the long? Hair? No, no. Caleb's been good. dating the ghost that lives in the back. You wouldn't know her. She goes to a different school. Um, <laughs> no, so like I went to go to the bathroom the other day, and I, the door was met with some resistance, and I get about halfway into opening it, and it physically pushes back on me. Jeez. And then I'm Wait, able to open it all the way. Uh, the second bathroom door, the one that will randomly smell like perfume. Oh, so there was somebody in there. You no, 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 no. Somebody in the bathroom. There's this no is, one in there, I this promise. This is you covering your tracks before I find out about this. You're like, no, man, I told you about it on the podcast. There was a ghost. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I just got a Yelp report. This was a person. It was weird. There was like six people in there. They're all like huddled around the back of the toilet. And they were yelling at me. It's got to be something paranormal. They were really hyper. I don't know what was going on. Their eyes were like bloodshot. They clearly had just saw something. Um, They they were glowing almost. The other things was I've, again, seen a bunch of the lady with the long hair in my peripheral in the back. And the the coolest one, I think, is we had a couple come in and they sat at the haunted booth. So uh, if you're new to the ghost report, there's a booth in the bar that we're pretty sure that the lady with the the long hair resides in. Well, it's right by those bathrooms. Yeah, it's right outside those bathrooms and in the back corner where we see her all the time. And this couple sat down, and we're in the booth for maybe a minute, minute and a half tops. And I just hear the girl go, nope. And they get up and they move. <laughs> and they come to the bar to order drinks a little bit later. And I was like, is everything all right? And they're like, we just got a, we got a real weird vibe from that booth. And I was like, yeah, it's haunted. And they're like, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. I like that we have one haunted booth. You know, yeah. it's funny how that sort of thing happens. You don't think about the rezoning of a haunted area. I'm not, obviously, neither of us are very well acquainted, per se, with how ghosts work, but we like to think we know. Yeah. And uh, it, it, I wonder if it's frustrating for the lady with the long hair that, like, some of the stuff in the building's been moved around. I wonder if she loses stuff. 
I was thinking about that the other day because uh, I like to go to like thrift shops and antique shops and stuff with and peddlers malls, and we always talk about how ghosts can be tied to either a place or an item. Yeah, to being stuck in a peddler's mall for the rest of your life. That or like <laughs> swap me ghosts. <laughs> I, I like to think that there's a ghost out there that's attached to, like, a creepy doll. And yeah, it's Annabelle. The height of all, like, the, the peddler's malls, and you see so many people buying, like, antique stuff for their house and stuff. Yeah. I'd like to think there's, like, a turn-of-the-century Victorian, like, lady ghost that is just in a dorm room that is constantly watching a girl do whippets. <laughs> like, that's... That is now her her eternity. It's her station in life. It's where she's wound up. Like if your soul is that is funny. The idea of like a soul being bound to an item, but then that item being pawned. Yeah. Like, how many how many like pirates do you think just sit in museums, just upset, or in pawn shops? Uh, there, there's like a civil war ghost that's doomed to just watch. I don't know some weird racist cartoon for the rest of his life because it's in some dude's house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's some ghost attached to some Confederate flag that is stuck doing this racist shit for the rest of his life. It's He's a, like, we were only the Confederacy for four years. I, I think I've mentioned it before, but it, you can find Brandon Lee Mulligan has a very funny stand-up bit where he's the Civil War ghost, and he yeah. comes out and he's like, I just want to say... I was wrong. <laughs> I've learned a lot of things being a ghost over the past <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, I've had a lot of years to think about it. I definitely was probably the, the, the agitator in that situation. I always also like to joke about how there's no modern ghosts. Yeah, yeah, that drives me nuts. <laughs> I think it's crazy. We, we, we did an episode, I'm trying to remember where it was, somewhere had a number of modern ghosts, and that was, it was a kind of a relief to see. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think maybe that's because there's a different option now? Do you think, like, the afterlife got an upgrade, and we don't know that? So, like, there are, there's just all these outmoded humans yeah. with, like, you know, unupdated souls. So, yeah, they, like, they can't come through. They're not compatible. But when you and I die, they're like, oh, no, we got a few options, actually. Do you want to go in the cloud? <laughs> They're like, you were born in 99. Oh, shit, dude. I got great news for you. You can just go right into Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. <laughs> yeah, that's what video game bugs are. They're turn of, the, turn of the 21st century ghosts. Heaven is a half pipe. <laughs> you just get thrown into a video game and you become a bug. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. That is basically the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah, it is, actually. Yeah. All right, well, yeah, let's get into today's subject. It's a really fun one. The Bridgewater Triangle is interesting for a lot of reasons. One, it's in Massachusetts, and when I think of Massachusetts and the Cape, I think of obviously a lot of spooky stuff, um, but Lovecraft is the thing that comes to mind the, the quickest, you know. That's, Lovecraft, Salem Witch Trials. Yeah, the Salem Witch Trials. Uh, and obviously it's not like Maine is all that far away, so pretty much every Stephen King movie. Yeah. Like when I think of that area north of New York – it's all just sort of like the spooky eastern woods to me. Also, the highest concentration of serial killers is in New England, but I believe it's in Long Island. Mm. Yeah, which, not that that's incredibly surprising, but come on, guys. And if anyone at home, if you guys have never seen the movie Cropsy, great. I think we've talked about it on the pod before, but it's a really great documentary about a boogeyman in the woods who came to life, sort of speaking, you know, sort of an urban legend that became real. But today we want to talk about the Bridgewater Triangle. It is a triangle, as <laughs> described in the name. Although, you know, when it comes to these triangles, what we have noticed is with the Bermuda Triangle, it's like you think like, okay, like there's a reason it's this triangle. It's between these three places. And then we did the Alaskan Triangle, which I definitely suggest you guys listen to that one because that episode, we're actually going to have a lot of tie-ins uh, with episodes today because the Bridgewater Triangle covers a lot of different things. But the Alaskan Triangle is, while it's a triangle, it's it becomes abundantly clear now on our third triangle that it's very easy to make a triangle of places. Yeah. You know? I mean, shit, I guess it is called triangulating a location, but it's not that hard. We were joking. I was like, do you think there's any, like, decahedrons? Do you think there are any places in the country that are just, like, so fucking chaotic? They're like, no, you can't go over there either. Or, no, don't. Just, you know, just try to stay inside the decahedron because if you go outside of it. I also like that it has to be an angled thing, too. Like, why... Oh, don't go into the Devil's Oval. I think, I think that's this is the way that we name these triangles is the same way that we should start referring to the like heavily gerrymandered districts, you know, <laughs> like Dan 
I saw Dan Crenshaw's the other day, and it sort of looks like, um, oh, what does it look like? It looks like you spit a loogie on the wall because it's like big or like a comet being flushed down a toilet, <laughs> you know? It's a, we should just call that the devil's toilet flush or, I don't know, get, leave a better one in the comments for me. Let me know what you'd call Dan's district. But, yeah, so uh, why don't you let them know exactly where this triangle is? Yeah, so the Bridgewater Triangle is an area of about 200 square miles within... They're triangular uh, miles. Triangular miles, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, each triangular mile is about a half of a square mile. Yeah. Uh, and it's within the southeastern Massachusetts. Uh, it doesn't start at any towns, but the closest town... Uh, the top point is Alkerton. The bottom right-hand point is uh, Freeton or uh, uh, Freetown. Yeah, Freetown. Freetown. Freeton. Uh, that that Freeton sound. And the other point is right on the eastern side of Highway 44. I, I'm going to green screen you in front of a map while you're doing this. I'm not really going to do that, Bunker. Don't get upset. <laughs> but I will. I'll... I'll put in a little picture of the map here so you guys can see exactly where it is. And as we mentioned, you know, it's not exactly a triangle because it's not exactly a triangle. If they would have put it, you know, where the sightings were, it yeah. sort of look like Pikachu's tail. It'd just be very <laughs> blobby. Um, and a lot of things are encompassed by this triangle, and that's where a lot of our stories come from today. But the big things are the Hockamock Swamp yep. is in the triangle. Um, the Freetown Fall River State Forest is in there as well. I believe it's known as the most haunted forest in America. It very well be, yes. Yeah. Um, and there is uh, a bunch of other forests and towns and stuff, and one town even has the Bridgewater State University, yeah. which we'll talk about later, which is fun because it's like, you don't really hear of like the Bermuda Triangle State <laughs> University. Yeah, or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure. Where are you? Uh, where are the uh, FSU cryptids? You guys got a team? Yeah, but you'll never see us. The New Jersey Devils. <laughs> um, so it's just, it's this big area that takes up most of southeastern Massachusetts. Um, fun thing that I found while we were researching is the bottom edge of the triangle is just 13 miles away from where Lizzie Borden lives. Yeah, yeah, which is really interesting, uh, which is Freetown. Uh it's very interesting that it doesn't come up when they talk about the triangle. Like the stuff we're going to go over today, we're going to go, as you mentioned, we'll go over UFOs. We're going to go over cryptids. We're going to go over ghosts. We're going to go over uh, Satanist, satanic panic stuff. We're going to go over a lot of stuff. Uh, native curses. I always hesitate with those ones, but uh, there's a lot of stuff here, but they don't talk about Lizzie Borden, which I think is fascinating because in terms of like, I don't know, satanic panic, demon killing people. Yeah. Lizzie's pretty high on that list. Yeah, but I guess she just doesn't count. It's definitely worth going to the, that house, though. That It does show you how much stuff has happened in the borders of this triangle. Yeah. For, like, one of the most well-known axe murders to not make the cut, <laughs> unintended. Yeah. Be like, yeah, that's interesting, but did you hear about all this other shit? Like, well, okay, I'm listening. <laughs> it's too far away. It's 13 miles away. Yeah, too far. We got so much shit in this triangle right <laughs> no now. No idea how much happens in this triangle. <laughs> so why don't we start with probably our favorite for those who don't. Maybe, uh, you know, obviously we gained a lot of fans talking about missing people mm -hmm. and murders. Last week we talked about the Pope and the time the CIA killed him. Um, we have a long history of talking about Sasquatch and aliens and because that's probably what we prefer a little bit more. Uh, so we figured we'd lead with that. We'll start with the cryptids. Yeah, so there are a bunch of cryptid sightings that date all the way back to uh, the early 70s where we have written reports from it. And it's like, this is where it gets weird because as we were researching it, so many of these cryptid stories tie to other cryptid stories we've talked about. They do, and specifically, uh, for those of you who maybe haven't heard our two-part series on the uh, Sasquatch sightings of the Vietnam War and the battle apes of Vietnam, uh, the Minnesota Iceman, and all of the likelihood that if Sasquatch does exist, it's probably from Vietnam. Yes. Um, I say all that because there's a reason that we saw an elevation in sightings in the 70s, and this feels very closely tied to that. Yeah, so one of the reports was in 71, and it was a large seven-foot orange-haired creature. Uh, and there are people that were brought to fight against it, and they were like, some people even believed that it was a bear, but they're like, bears aren't native to this area. Like, And this is the same conversation. If we go back to the battle apes, when the soldiers came... 
there were multiple soldiers during Vietnam. There are a lot of sightings of Sasquatch and Sasquatch-like creatures. Now, in those, one of the the like debunking facts is people would say, "Well, it's an orangutan. What you see is an orangutan. It's orange. You saw an orangutan." That came up a lot there, but it's the only other time I've seen specifically people cite it looking like an orangutan. When mm -hmm. you talk about the Pacific Northwest or obviously the Yeti or anything like that, even, you know, the Alaskan Triangle, there's the giant otter man and the Sasquatch up there too. Triangles kind of come correct with Sasquatch. <laughs> it makes me wonder if there's a Sasquatch in the Bermuda Triangle. You Could know, be. Like maybe there's a little just island out there. And a it's little lifeguard variant. Yeah, <laughs> it's just full of Sasquatches. It's Kashyyyk. That's what it is. Um, but, yeah, there's a the description hasn't really shown up anywhere else. So I think it's interesting that the only other time we've seen it is here. Uh, what I have here, it says, For two days and two nights in 1970, Bridgewater and state police with attack dogs stage a hunt for a, quote, giant bear, even though no bears lived in the area, following numerous reports of sightings a hairy seven foot tall creature. Jeez. So for two days, state police officers were like, we gotta fucking find this thing. <laughs> In the 70s. I, I kind of miss the time when you know, like the QAnon stuff is dangerous, but it's kind of fun to see people like fully believing in a thing that should be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we haven't seen that since like the 70s, and it's shit like this. Like, you would never get a police officer off their ass to come hunt down a Sasquatch. Oh, not at nowadays. all. Or a seven-foot-tall bear. They'd tell you you were crazy. So it's it's honestly kind of charming that the cops were like, all right, boys, let's go get him. It's like um, the same thing happened. We've talked about this episode a lot now. You guys should really go watch it. But the um, the UFOs over Texas. Yes. That was kind of the same reaction then, too. The police were like, I don't know what the fuck that is, but we better go find out. And I appreciate that. I yeah. like that they're like, saddle up, boys. We got a UFO to chase. Um, these next two reports, again, Weirdly tied to uh, episodes we've already done. This next one being tied to the Alaskan Triangle, which was in 1971, Norton Police Sergeant Thomas Downey was driving along the Winter Street in Mansfield towards his house in Easton. As he approached a place known, no, uh, known locally as Bird Hill in Easton on the edge of the swamp, he was suddenly confronted by a tremendous winged creature over six feet tall with a wingspan of 8 to 12 feet. The terror bird. The terror bird, the thunderbird, the terror bird, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, there have been multiple sightings of a giant bird-like creature found in the Bridgewater Triangle, which, if you guys have watched the Alaskan Triangle... <laughs> the, the dude who just disappeared while running a marathon or yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah, he multiple, was running a race and he just disappeared off he was, the mountain. <laughs> he was on the top of the mountain running this thing with people watching. People turn their heads and he's gone. He just disappeared. And, you know, you're like, well, he fell down the mountain. They looked. I promise they looked. They did. They did. He probably got picked up by, a, a, you know, a terror bird or some kind. I, I wonder if there's, like, we should, obviously, this episode is going to cause us to look even further into the triangles. We haven't actually done an episode about the Bermuda Triangle. I suppose we're going to have to now. Because now I just have triangle-related questions. Yeah. I'd like to know more. Are there always terror birds in it? Like, is this a thing that we just don't know about? It's like when you learn that uh, Mercury is in retrograde for six <laughs> of the 12 months out of the year. It's like, has this been hiding in plain sight the whole time? Is this actually a real thing? Are there these giant birds and they're just in the triangles? I like uh, the idea of to be classified as a triangle, you have to have certain things. Yeah, yeah and it's like, like all right, well, how many how many people go missing a year? All right, that makes the cut. <laughs> you guys have low. a giant bird creature? Oh, you do. Okay, check. Bigfoot. You got Bigfoot. Bigfoot sighting. Sick. All right. Um, let's see. How many planes have gone down? No planes? But we do have ghosts. Oh, ghosts. Okay. Sick. <laughs> sick. Mm -hmm. How are you guys on dog creatures? <laughs> we got dog creatures. Sick. Awesome. Well, it's looking pretty promising. I'm going to take it to the triangle committee, but <laughs> we might have ourselves a new triangle. Welcome to the team, Detroit Triangle. <laughs> take it to the guy at the top. <laughs> Listen, now if you can get three to five other people to start their own triangles... <laughs> It's just an MLM. <laughs> what if that's what the Illuminati is? What if it was just the world's first MLM? So you have all these cryptids. That's, they sell you a shipment of cryptids, and they're like, listen, you can buy them individually, but it's cheaper to get them in a bulk, and you can sell them to your friends. 
So that's why they have this amalgamation of cryptids. You just buy a shipment to get them for cheaper. You're like, I really only wanted a chubacabra, but I had to buy the package with 16 Sasquatches. And it came with two UFOs, which I don't even know what I'm going to do with those. That fucking sucks. They're both cigar-shaped, too. It's my least favorite shape of UFO. It's the lamest shape. <laughs> I wanted a Tic Tac. So, yeah, the it pyramid schemes. Tri- <laughs> all the triangles are pyramid schemes where you have to start your own to... Offsell all these cryptids and UFOs that you just got. They're franchising. Oh, I mean, so the next one, uh, as we go through the years, ties to another episode that we did. Uh, 1976, a black, huge killer dog was reported in uh, Abington with the Bridgewater Triangle by Abington firefighter Philip Kane, who said it ripped the throats out of two of his ponies and terrorized the community for several weeks. Now, if you haven't seen the Beast of Jevon, this is just a big commercial for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> That's really all that it is. Because, yeah, so the Beast of Jevonon, same story. Um, that I mean, give or take, right? So French countryside, kids are just getting eaten left and right mm-hmm. by this monster, which over the course of the episode you should absolutely listen to. It's really good. But we do sort of conclude that the likelihood of it being a supernatural beast is less likely than it was probably a like a hyena dog. It was bred by these two brothers who had a vested interest in hunting people down. I I mean, who says it wasn't something similar? And I, I also, to be clear, the reason I brought up the Sasquatch thing along with the battle apes is because when we talk about the Minnesota Iceman, the idea is that there were soldiers during Vietnam that were sort of bringing a lot of things were being bring up Frank Lucas and his heroin shipments at the time too. But the idea was that maybe they're bringing Sasquatch over in some of the caskets that were coming out. So maybe this Sasquatch that was there in the seventies was brought over. Uh, If anybody were to illicitly smuggle anything, it would be into Massachusetts. Massachusetts is also the home to the still largest unsolved art heist in history. Mm -hmm. And it's because there's probably two slashed up Monet's just sitting in some Southie apartment getting stained by cigarette smoke (laughs) and vape juice. So, you know, it's, it goes with the area. Yeah. Uh, And the last cryptid on the list is, uh, a lesser known one that we automatically like Marky Mark Marky Mark absolutely likes dog fighting without question and that's basically the same shit you know what i mean <laughs> i love how out of nowhere that was. <laughs> um as we were researching this uh we kind of fell in love with these little guys uh they're known as pukwudgies oh uh, they're the best so they they start as little light orbs and they look like these they got like a little monkey vibe to them you know they remind me of again we're just gonna do this i'm sorry guys but start a counter or something there's a uh there's a little otter guy i think i just talked about him in the alaskan triangle mm-hmm. very similar to the pukwudgie and the idea is that they're like, you know, they're they're forest spirits. They might lead you to something good. They might lead you to something bad. They're usually plot devices in ancestral tales. But the idea is that they sometimes they present themselves as like orbs or sounds. Um, birds, like in Sekiro, you just see it and you follow it. And yeah, it might lead you to dismay. It might lead you to something fun. Um, they're all named Lassie. That's actually where the dog got the, the name from. <laughs> Uh, so these Pukwudgies are usually described as little knee-high or even smaller creatures, and their name does actually translate to person of the wilderness, and like you said, they're considered to be spirits of the forest, but depending on what group is talking about them, they all believe a slightly different thing. Some people are like, oh, well, they're mischievous, but they're good-natured creatures who like to play tricks on people and aren't dangerous, all the way to, well... They're dangerous creatures who may play harmless pranks on uh, people and maybe even help their human neighbors, but they ultimately steal children and eat them. <laughs> this feels so much like uh, two Republicans of differing like delusion level talking about liberals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're decent enough people, but they like to eat children. <laughs> um, in uh, Wampanoag stories as well, the Pukwaji, there is a famous story where the cultural hero Marsha mm-hmm. is sworn enemies to the Pukwaji and even believes that he like tried to decimate them entirely and in retaliation they killed his son. <laughs> like well. so there's so many stories that go through this. Uh many people believe that like anytime there is a deadly act of sabotage that happens, so like say your brake lines get cut, Pukwaji. That's funny. Uh so little personal note about the colonel. My mother passed away in 2011 and she was a very mischievous person. Um, she got a kick out of, you know, watching people fall down and shit. And I definitely get that from her. 
and I have a tattoo on my hand. This is everywhere now. And I got it after she passed because anytime I've stubbed my toe, anytime I lose my keys, which you can vouch for happens on a constant basis. Anytime pretty much I do anything small and inconvenient or like something big that's devastating that I want like a way to cope with. I just blame it on my mom. She's just everywhere now. She's every little fucking problem I have. I run out of gas. Mom did it. So basically, when my mom died, I just made her into a pukwudgie in my life. Yeah, she's like a devious spirit that's constantly causing me to do dumb shit. It's definitely not my own ineptitude. It's I'm haunted. It's different. So the description of the pukwudgie uh, differs from tribe to tribe, like I was saying. But what... One big thing that's very universal with them they is... They look like Weasel from Suicide Squad. They do. They're little, weird, bug-eyed, furry guys. Uh, that guy seems harmless. That guy has <laughs> killed 37 children. Who have a naturally sweet smell and are usually associated with flowers. Uh, their magical powers vary from tribe to tribe as well, but the main ones that are always included are the ability to turn invisible... Uh, the ability to confuse people or make them forget things. Uh, the ability to shapeshift into cougars. Specifically sexy old ladies? Specific, no, the animal. Uh, and bring harm to people by staring at them. <laughs> Which the meanest mug. Uh, while we were doing research, there's a documentary about the Bridgewater Triangle. And there's a guy who was walking his dog. And he saw this little furry creature uh, under a street lamp standing there, staring at him. And he's like, whoa, what is that? And apparently it was just repeating the same phrase over and over and over to him, which he couldn't make out at first. And he tried to, like, replicate it. He's like, oh, it's saying, come over here. We want you. That's such a funny <laughs> thing. Everything about that guy's story sounds like it should start with, Oh man, I got fucking wasted at the bar last night, and but it doesn't. No, because he's just like, yeah, a little guy I saw him under the light, and he was like, get over here, get over here, get over here, and I was like, what is he saying? And get over here. I think what he saw was a small homeless man. <laughs> I was like, buddy, come here. There's just a guy on his knees. <laughs> he's like, I need help. He's pleading for his life. He's like, get over here. He's like, that's crazy, dude. He just that's keeps walking. Nuts. I think I just saw a puckwudgie. Oh, you saw a guy dying. That's what you saw. So, I, I like the idea of like, you're just driving to work. Your brakes don't don't work, and you're what just is it going with to. You? Okay, that's the second time you've brought it up. If anything <laughs> happens to my brakes, I want everybody to know that I'm Caleb blaming it on the fuck watching. <laughs> <laughs> you just come in. You're like just covered in bruises. Beat up. You're like. Jesus, did you break my brake? Or did you cut my brakes? And I'm like, fuck what? Yeah. <laughs> a funny, silly little guy. And then you turn into a light bulb. <laughs> I just stare at you, and you fucking fall down the stairs, and I disappear. So I imagine a situation where, like, a pug wedgie's in line at the bank, and he's just, like, kind of staring at the person in front of him. Like, Ow, what the fuck is that? Ow. What are you? Ow. Ow. <laughs> he's, just fucking, he's just zoned out. He's just not paying attention. Ow, fuck, ow, fuck, 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 what is that? <laughs> He's just sitting at the movies and the screen just catches on fire. Pugwaji! <laughs> Alright, so those are the, the cryptids, the large section of cryptids that we got in this forest. But that's not it. No. This is also the most haunted forest. It's also full of UFOs. It's full of all kinds of shit. So let's stop wasting these people's time and let's talk about the UFOs in the sky. So there are a ton of UFOs. Um... A lot of UFOs have been sighted, and of course you have the skeptics that are like, well, most of the sightings are near high-tension power lines. And it's like, ah, fuck off with that. We yeah, know that's not true. That's not what causes it. Also, UFOs are real. I, I know we say it every time, but just to be abundantly fucking clear, they're real, guys. There's no debate on the issue. UFOs exist. Um, a retired police chief, Lou Pacheco, uh, says that he's been hearing stories. Uh, he's been hearing stories. We might be the most anti-Italian podcast there is. Fuck him. Fuck him. Uh, he's been living near the swamp since he was a child, and he knew. <laughs> Nobody who's been living by a swamp since they were a child has anything good to share with the world. He said that uh, there are actual reports to the police for UFO sightings uh, when he was in the town from 1973 to 2010. And he's like, you know, 
you're going to have mysteries when there's a big patch of land. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but people believe that uh, UFOs have been seen just zipping down the train tracks, like near the train tracks all the time, uh, messing with people's GPS systems, messing with people's minds, and leaving behind natural magnetic materials okay. in the soil present after they zip past it. Okay. And it's, again, a lot of the big egg-like shaped ones with orange lights that are just zipping through. Yeah, and for those of you who, uh, again, maybe this is the first time you've seen us talk about UFOs, it comes up a lot, but the specific shape, the like egg-shaped orange glowing UFO comes up a lot, and more specifically, that shape comes up a lot in the more substantiated claims, Mm -hmm. you know? So like uh, the Battle of the Big Sky, to bring in another older episode when um, there were alien sightings over the nuclear missiles in in Colorado and Dakota and Montana. You know, same story. The UFO that they touched then was orange and glowing, and every one of those sightings, the one that uh, Travis Walton, (laughs) his orgy mobile, that also was orange and glowing, and they all sort of seem to have the same effect. There was also a large shared sighting of a baseball it's described as looking like home plate like a baseball home plate um and there were uh there were accounts from um local engineers who were driving down the road at the time several other people that were you know those guys just get more credit because they make stuff for a living so they're a little more versed in what stuff might exist um or again to bring it back to QAnon, you know they're probably delusionally thinking that the Democrats eat babies. Why are they all divorced dads and why are they all engineers? Is it just like you learn how one thing works so you think you know how it all works? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it feels like to me. You're forced to discipline a person so now you understand like the greater theology of life. Whatever. Anyway, so there was like a large shared UFO sighting as well um, of this black um, home plate shaped UFO uh, and that was corroborated by dozens of witnesses. So. Is what well, the a lot of the reports you can't really find them because they are kind of shrugged off. Yeah, yeah, and but as that police chief said, he's like, no, there were reports. He's like, I was on the force from seventy three to two thousand ten, and there were reports, like several. Uh, and yeah, so just like there's a dog track that is in the triangle that apparently they see lights all around it. Um, they have a name for it. I believe it's uh spook lights. Yeah, is what they call them. And they'll appear near the train tracks all the time and just zip around. Um, they'll zip down the street. Could be something else, which we'll talk about in the ghost section when it comes to lights zipping around. But they, I think it's pugwudgies. Yeah, it could be because they're they, also believed to be light creatures. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're UFOs. I think they're just pugwudgies. Um, in 1997, a law enforcement officer working the night shift in Bridgewater saw, quote, a very large triangular UFO with three white and two red star-like lights just zipping around. That's the home plate-shaped one, yeah. Um, they're, the spook lights, as I said, are unexplained balls of light that have been seen over the railroad tracks uh, by that dog track and all throughout the swamp as well. Yeah, which is interesting because, you know, it, this, you think of the swamp gas thing, you think of, like, the Marfa lights. Mm-hmm. They sort of... Have you ever seen them in person? Mm-mm. That's kind of what they look like. It's just sort of like this floating ball of light. It's very hard to, um, it's sort of hard to see them, I guess. Like it's sort of hard to quantify cause they, you can't really focus on them. It's sort of like you have to see it in your peripheral vision, I guess is the best way to describe it. But yeah, I don't know. I wonder if that isn't just ghost activity or Pukwudgies. And actually speaking of ghost activity, what, I mean, these are the most haunted woods in America. Yeah. Let's have some examples of that. So there are a bunch of different ghost sightings. Well, that dog track. The dog track in itself. Uh, there's, a lot of uh, sightings at the dog track, including what people call uh, shadow people. Um, the shadow people pop up all over the towns throughout the triangle, and they're these pitch black humanoid shapes, but they're two dimensional, and they just appear like up on surfaces, walking around, stuff like that, freaking people out all Dude, the time. The idea of a two dimensional being scares the shit out of me. That's such like a. <laughs> I don't know. That's like a scary ass idea. Just being two dimensions, you can turn and just disappear. Um, that's not the scary thing about it. To be clear, it's just in my mind. That's what I visualize. I'm not terrified of the idea that they could be like, "Ah, I'm gone." <laughs> Check this out. 
Ah! <laughs> and then he turns back around, and you're like, ah! <laughs> no, according to the way that I'm saying this, I would be perfectly fine with that. Like, like oh, thank oh, God, God, he's back, back. again. <laughs> the two-dimensional shape man is back. <laughs> yeah, the, the fucking sh- flat Stanley over here. <laughs> uh, the disappearing that really scared me. Um, but yeah, there's so many, like, there's a specific rock um, that's called the Solitude Stone that's in the uh, National Forest that I was talking about earlier, and it is said to be super haunted. Uh, one day, they found a missing person next to it, next to an inscription. Um, the inscription read, I'm going to probably mess this up, so <laughs> stick with me here. All ye who in future days walk by Nantuxet stream, love not him who hummed his, lay cheerfully in the parting beam, but the beauty that he woed. The parting beam. The parting beam. UFO, baby. That reminds me of the Esperanza Stone. Not to continue to do that, but uh, that was an episode we did early on about uh, a stone that had inexplicably fallen from the sky, by all accounts. appeared to be a meteorite. However, it was covered in inscriptions, and people, uh, it's in Mexico, and people didn't know if those inscriptions were on it before it hit or after. Um, That really reminds me of that, the same kind of idea. Or the, it also reminds me of the stone... Um, that was allegedly that they swear totally exists but have since lost. That those um, the con man at Oak Island said that was on top of the the treasure thing. Well, if you think that one reminds you of the Esperanza Stone, I found another one that showed up in the triangle. It's called the Dighton Rock. Okay, it was a forty ton boulder located in the dried up riverbed of the Taunton River in Berkeley, Massachusetts, that was covered in. Primary lines, geometric shapes, schematic drawings of people, writing. Oh, there's your Lovecraft. Yeah. There's your Lovecraft. Uh, so That's ju- from Cthulhu. Just like That's- the Eperanza Stone, just had all these drawings, had pictures of people, had both like English language, ancient languages, and an unknown language written into it. And it was a 40-ton boulder. Yeah, that is the Esperanza yeah. Stone then. Uh, it was carved designs of ancient and uncertain origin. And then they started to demolish this riverbed to start developing the area. And people are like, you better not touch that fucking rock. Well, yeah, no shit. It's going to, I don't know, something evil is going to come out of it. So what they did is they picked Gozers the boulder up. in there. They picked the boulder up, and it's actually in a museum now. But you can go and see it. That seems dangerous. It's, <laughs> that makes me think, I'm surprised it hasn't done what, like, uh, Little Bastard did. It hasn't fallen off its thing and crushed somebody or something. Yeah, that's the... That's crazy. That's very much. Where did that come from? No that, idea. That deserves its own episode right there. I love. I love a space rock or like an ancient space rock. Yeah. You know? yeah especially because in all likelihood, it's probably you know over the years it was just somebody playing some dumb joke. But it's way more fun to think that it's the one example of an alien world on this planet. Um, to continue with ghosts, the uh, Hockamock Swamp is known as where. Spirits go to lie. Yeah, Hockamox is very much like a. It's one of the hot spots when people talk about yeah, you know, ghosting and and ghost hunting there. Um, and I think it's because it's a spooky ass swamp. I think it's swamps are spookier than. I think it's interesting that uh, than most places is what I was gonna say. Most yards. I love haunted stuff. You know that. I think it's fascinating how many places that look haunted are haunted. Yeah. You know, like what you said about the modern ghost thing. Yeah. You don't come across a lot of modern ghosts. You're never at like a haunted Hilton Garden Inn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're very rarely at like a, uh, I don't know, there's like, there, there's no ghosts at Chili's. I wish there was. I'd probably like Chili's a little bit more if there were ghosts. Those airport Chili's got to have some ghosts in them. You know people die in airport Chili's. Oh, 100%. If anybody knows how many people die in an airport Chili's per year, please leave that in the comments. We would really appreciate that. But there is kind of a modern, modern-ish modern haunting that happens in the Triangle, okay. and that is at Bridgewater State University. At BSU. At BSU. When I was talking about it earlier, and that... Um, there is a dorm room, the Shea Durgan dorms, room 228 is apparently super haunted. Like, okay. people refuse to stay in that dorm if they get uh, sent to it to the point where they just stop putting people in that room. Interesting. It's just, like, an empty room now, and apparently things will move all around. Like, people's personal items will fall. Things will break. Mirrors have broken. And so they're like, eh, we should probably not do that. Let's stop fucking with that room. Another one is the auditorium. 
which has a mischievous ghost by the name of George. George the Puckwudgie? Uh, he apparently plays with the stage lights all the time. Like, there could be people in there, there could not be people in there, and just the lights will flick on and off. Uh, there have been, uh, not sightings, but people going in there and saying that the stage lights are radiating so much heat as if they've been left on for, like, a week. You know what's funny about the lights, too, is, you know, obviously, we talk about lights a lot in the ghost report. <clears throat> Our lights get messed around with a lot. The lady with the long hair really likes to, to play with the lights, especially to kind of communicate with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now when it happens, think about how you re- react to it versus how you used to react to it. Yeah. It's got to be very funny that, like, during a play, the spotlights might change or the lights might start changing around and they just have to stop and be like, hey, uh, we're very sorry. We have a ghost. <laughs> it's like their building has Tourette's. Yeah. It's like, hey, sorry. <laughs> Fuck shit. <laughs> yeah, it's a condition. It'll be over in just a second. I'm very sorry. We'll be on with the show in a moment. Thank you for your patience. Um, and apparently, George will also cause uh, sounds to come through the building has speaker Tourette's. system. Building yeah. has Tourette's. Uh, and if you have <laughs> And those sounds, oddly, are just curses and farts. <laughs> Uh, if you haven't seen, um, Dad made a video where he made a ghost box. I did, yeah. Uh, check that out because we got some scary shit on that. So I can only imagine a whole auditorium that works as a ghost box. Yeah, and also our ghost didn't seem very old timey. Yeah, he was aware of some relatively modern things. Uh, Antoine. Uh, also, shout out Antoine. You're in here with us right now, so thanks. You guys don't know that, but we <laughs> there's actually three people on the show. Antoine's also on the show. We just can't see him. Um, I believe at some point in the video, I it may have been cut for time, may not have been. I believe he says that's Cap, which is really funny when we talk <laughs> about him dying. Uh, he's he says uh, something to the fact of like I was murdered. That's Cap, and it was really funny. <laughs> I also like to think that he's kept up with the times. Like we have the idea of ghosts wrong. Like they can't change their appearance, but they don't keep talking like they used to. Like Victorian ghosts don't talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> They've kept up with the times. It's one of those things. This is a total tangent. And I apologize, but it's a thing that that ghosts show on um, the BBC and the one that's on CBS. It's so weird that they have them going at the same time. Uh, the BBC one's a little better about it. The one on CBS is terrible. They have like a, a Viking character who just sort of picks and chooses what modern words he knows. And it's like, you're, you're around these guys every day. You'd learn the words. You'd know what they mean. It, words are arbitrary. You know, you yeah. just learn them through your experience. It's not like, well, you couldn't understand this word until 1980. If you were <laughs> born and then died before 1980, you don't understand this word. It's like the sound, you know, that high pitched sound that only young people can hear <laughs> that I can't hear anymore. Uh, I can... Sometimes if I'm sitting next to an outlet or an extension cord, I can hear it hiss, and I hate that. I hate it so much because it'll be very loud to me, and I'll be like, do you guys hear that? And uh, all my friends are old people. (laughs) And by that, I mean anywhere from 28 to 34. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, no, I don't hear what you're talking about. And I'm like, really? Because it sounds like this wall's about to fucking explode. (laughs) Well, I wish it would, young person. Uh, So speaking of ghosts, there's also a lot of native curses in the area. We should probably talk about that King Philip's War. Yeah. It's probably important. Uh, There's a big one with the King Philip's War. Uh, there was a supposed belt that was stolen during the King's, uh, King Philip's War, and there was a peace agreement talked about, not written up or anything like that, but talked about where uh, Prince Philip himself... I, I assure you it wouldn't have mattered if yeah, it was written down. Yeah, Prince Philip was supposed to bring back the belt to the uh, chief of the tribe that it was stolen from and never showed up. There is this big rock that's in the shape of a head, it's called uh, Profile Rock. Yeah. Supposedly, if you're there at night, you can see the spirit of a person sitting on top of Profile Rock with his hands outstretched as if he's waiting to receive a gift. Okay. So people believe that a lot of the weird things that happen in the triangle are due to a curse because this chief is waiting for this gift. I think the native curse shit is so funny. It's like when you grow up on a reservation, the idea that uh, we have a curse on the rest of the world is pretty profound, or the country. Yeah. So it's like, dude, if if we could curse the all the other people who live here, we wouldn't live on reservations yeah. in tiny trailers. Like, you I, understand we'd have running water if we could curse people, right? I saw <laughs> the other day that was like, you know, I'm not scared of ghosts. And it's like, why? And I said, because if ghosts could harm people, 
there wouldn't be white people anymore. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, and it's like, you know, people, they, they like to talk about, like, the native connection to the land and stuff, but they don't want to just, like, honor that. Yeah. Like, oh, yes, they're very connected to the land. You, you all are very good with animals and with the land, and you understand nature so well. Anyway, back to your yard. Get back <laughs> to your yard. <laughs> anyway, here's a 24 case of bottled water that we stole. Yeah. The plastic that can't be recycled. Go have it since we won't give you running water. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and if you do have running water, there's a really good chance that it's been fracked to fuck, and it just is flammable now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's my <laughs> that's my tiny little. Anyway, yeah, it's it's not a curse. If we could curse you, you'd all be dead. <laughs> um, the save kind of the best ghost story for last in the ghost section, and that is the mad trucker. Of Copacut Road. Yeah, I love this one because it's like I love urban legends. We talk, you know, we haven't really covered many urban legends. Um, just Barry Seal. Uh, we haven't really talked about a lot of urban legends on this show per se. You know, there's we we love a cursed car. We've talked about a couple of cursed cars, the White Stag Curse, and also uh, you know, Little Bastard, which is probably one of the wildest ones we've covered. Um, but I love urban legends. Um, I love the idea that we have like these spooky stories that we should because they're modernized. You yeah, know? they're not. They aren't the big bad wolf. It's what we were just talking about with old ghosts. It's like modern. And the Mad Trucker is one of those. So it's, you guys are all familiar with the story. I'm sure you've probably heard it or, you know, you've maybe you've seen Jeepers Creepers. But you're driving down the road all by yourself, dark freeway. Then out of nowhere, these headlights come flying up behind you. And it's usually, a, it's like an old Mack truck. It's basically whatever you assume. <laughs> it's a... It's a legend that's based on being afraid of conservatism, really. Yeah. So it's like whatever you think is the most redneck type of truck, that's probably how it's going to manifest. Uh, in this case, yeah, it would probably be lifted and have a big Blue Lives Matter sticker on the side of it and shit. Um, and, you know, that would probably scare the fuck out of you if it came flying up behind you. Well, that's what the bad trucker of uh, Copacut Road is. And Copacut Road also basically connects the res to the rest of the triangle. Um, it's a long-maintained dirt road. So it's like the perfect thing. There's also a like a phantom redheaded I think this part's very funny because it's Massachusetts but it's a phantom redheaded hitchhiker mm -hmm. uh, that can also be found in the same area but the mad trucker is uh, a a fantastic name the mad trucker of Copacut Road the fact that that hasn't been the name of like a, a great metal album or something is a really a huge misstep um, but yeah, the Mad Trucker is an urban legend. Much like many urban legends, there are dozens of accounts of this, and all of them have to be kind of taken with a grain of salt. But here on the Ask Cat Spirit Hour, uh, we take less salt than we do sugar. So I, I like to think that it's probably real. Uh, if it is, I like to think it's like Jeepers Creepers, and it's just some creepy old man who likes to fuck with people when they're driving down the road. Main stories that get passed around, or like you said, it's... He catches people driving down his road. The road belongs to him. Yes. And he's like, he's King oh, Copa man. Cut. This is my road. He's the Copa Commander. Copa Commander. Yeah. <laughs> Copa, 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 Chameleon. Welcome <laughs> to the Copa. Copa Commander's Road. Uh, so he sees them driving on his road, and he's like, I'm going to fuck with those people. And they see a big truck just coming up behind him with its high beams on, blaring the air horn. And a lot of people get freaked out that they're just going to fucking run into the back of them and flip them, so they'll pull off to the side of the road, and as soon as they pull off, it disappears. But that's not always the case. Uh, there have been a handful of times where people have actually swerved off the road and crashed. Oh, yeah. Because they think this guy's coming up, they pull off to the side, it's dark out, they don't realize where the side is, and they run into a tree to the point where I believe it's four separate people have died because... Of the mad trucker. And now they haunt that road. They haunt that road. Now they're in his uh, little back section. <laughs> yeah, his back section. They're in his butt. They're in his truck butt. There was a post that we were looking at when we were researching this, and they went at 2 p.m., and they were driving down. They're like, well, as we were driving down, a truck did come towards us. As we were going towards him, we were going to try to get him on film. The dude stops waves really nicely and waves them on to move because it's a narrow road and they're like oh man he was actually the friendly trucker what if yeah what if the mad trucker mm -hmm. it just has a bad rap and he's like just trying to help people out but maybe he's like a you know maybe it's a ghost can a truck have a ghost i've always struggled with this because there's ghost ships right like the flying dutchman stuff like that how do you have a ghost thing like i understand a ghost person i can't believe 
that I'm drawing a line here. But I understand the idea. If souls are how ghosts work, yeah, I hate to break it to people, but your car doesn't actually have a soul unless you drive a Kia Soul. Oh, maybe that's why they did that. Yeah, They're, that's the only car available in the afterlife. That's that's how that's how you get it. That joke is terrible. It's gonna make so many dead lesbians happy. <laughs> uh, speaking of spooky rocks, also isn't there? There's that. There's a lake in the falls. What's the the little rock that you stand on? There's a ledge. Uh, so there's a there's a the falls state park. Yes. There's a there's like a quarry out there, and allegedly, if you stand at the top of the the quarry ledge, it um, tries to convince you to jump off. Oh, it's Solitude Stone. It's the one where they found that missing person. Next oh, yeah, that's to right. It. That's right. Well, and speaking of, we also talked about the dog track um, a little evil before we forget, before we finish up. Um, there was an actual operating cult out there, or at least there was alleged to have been an operating cult out there. Um, there was a guy by the name of Carl Drew, who in the late 1970s into the early 80s, 78 to 80, uh, was alleged to have murdered a number of people, including Miss Levesque, the woman who was found tied to a tree at the dog park. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the thing to keep in mind, the reason that we sort of have saved this to the end is because they probably weren't a cult. I mean, they may have been. He was also accused of being a pimp and that the... Um, it's quite the fantastical tale. So basically, Carl Drew was allegedly um, this white boy pimp who was also a cult leader and the women in his cult were all prostitutes. That's how he sort of manipulated them. And that feels a little diminutive to me. Now, he was actually arrested and things did. There there were two people that were actually murdered. Three, actually, three people that were murdered. And the idea was that all three of these women were a member of this cult and they were sort of sacrificing themselves. Um, but there is a, a like a dark sensation of evil in the forest. Um I The satanic panic stuff, I don't really get behind because even with Carl Drew and his group, they practice so-called Satanism in a very uh, Christian manner, very much in the inverse, you know, like they would speak in tongues and they would do all the shit that in no way is in the temple of set or in the uh, temple of Satanism. So the idea that they were actual Satanists is bullshit. And it also just really makes me think of the West Memphis three, you know, like for those who aren't familiar with that story, you should definitely read paradise lost and you should, Catch up on it because they're free now, which is fucking crazy. And I can't mm-hmm. believe that happened. I honestly can't believe they've been freed. Um, they should have been. But basically, they were three young kids who liked Metallica. And when one of their neighbor kids was brutally attacked and murdered and found in a ditch, um, they were blamed because they liked Metallica. And they were in prison for decades because they liked Metallica. And it turns out Occam's Razor, the guy who did it, was a creepy pervert who lived in the neighborhood um, who shouldn't have been living in the neighborhood. And he's the one who killed him. And it just didn't even like Metallica. Didn't even like Metallica. Guy was a real pussy, (laughs) if you can't tell. Um, Yeah, so, you know, that, like, assumed idea, the satanic panic stuff, to me, feels a lot like dumbass Christians making shit up. And I don't, I I, want to say that, I don't mean that in an inflammatory sense towards people who believe in Christianity. I just mean, I think everybody knows who I'm talking about. Yeah. It's the QAnon people. The subset of... We're not saying all Christians are dumbasses. We're talking about the subset of Christians There's just who a, are dumbasses. Yeah, yeah. Are, I, I think you know the number of like actual practicing realistic Christians who practice the virtues of Christianity are make up an incredibly small portion of actual Christians. I think claimed Christianity is much higher. And yeah, these people who think that people are eating children or adrenochrome and shit like this, like, you know, the really intense Alex Jones types. Yeah. That's what this feels like to me. It feels like the same shit. So yeah, people were murdered. I don't think that there's a, a cult of evil, but that being said, again, the Lovecraft belief in me does make me think that maybe there's something about those woods. What, uh, what we've found interesting is while we were doing research, we noticed there was a lot of cases of cow mutilation as well. Yeah, and they tried to blame that on Satanists. And it's like, but you've seen <laughs> UFOs out here. What do you mean? The Why would... No. The, <laughs> the notorious thing, UFOs, known for the notorious thing, mutilating cows. They're like, oh, well, it's probably that cult. And it's like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> why, why would you think it was that? UFOs do this all the time. Yeah. Yeah, cattle mutilation, I am going to keep firmly in the UFO column. I think that's where it belongs. It's a UFO thing, damn it. Stop trying. Uh, cults, please don't culturally appropriate UFO cattle mutilation, culture. please. Yeah. It belongs Stay to in UFOs. Your lane. 
My my cattle mutilation culture is not a costume. You guys can it's disgusting. tie people to things. You can mail manifestos. You can leave people wrapped up in plastic. Cow mutilation? Leave it to the aliens, brother. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's not for you. That's, you. that's not yours. Throw in rocks, that's Sasquatch's thing. <laughs> Mutilating cows, that's a UFO thing. Mutilating goats, that's Chupacabra's thing. Stay in your lane. <laughs> what if the, this is a terrible thought, but what if the Chupacabra doesn't mutilate goats, it molests them? Oh, a different type of goat sucker. <laughs> yeah, he's... <laughs> the non-consensual <laughs> goat sucker. He's like, <laughs> what's he do? He's a creepy pervert. <laughs> He's being a creepy pervert, just like the Joker, just a creepy pervert. I don't. We were watching. I don't know if we've talked about that on the podcast, but we were watching <laughs> it recently when we were on our trip. The Joker was on the the newest version, the Todd Howard version, and man, that guy's a real Todd, isn't he? And, uh, yeah, it's just, like, that whole movie is not in any way, uh, Brittany, cover your ears for this, but that movie is in no way actually build sympathy for the Joker. You're just like, dude, this guy sucks. I'd hit him, too. He's, like, screaming and laughing in public, loudly being fucking weird, and then he hands me a little card that's like, oh, I have a problem. Well, then walk. Then walk. Take the late bus. Stay the fuck away from me, you fucking weirdo. And people are like, oh, he got beat up on the train. Yeah, he was being fucking crazy. So he got beat up for being fucking weird. That shit happens. Stay in your basement. You're going to get checked if you leave it. That's what uh, I have to say about the Joker. The, the tweet that I sent you the other day that was like, it's crazy that the Joker doesn't have any superpowers. He's just a creepy weirdo with a gun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, he's not. He's, he reminds me of um, mm-hmm. the guy from um, Falling Down, you know? Like, it just, this white guy with a chip on his shoulder who just thinks he's the main character of a video game or something. Like, I'm going to destroy them all. Okay, <laughs> Master Chief, you go get them. Whatever you say there, bud. Do you want to know how I got it? I don't want to know how you got the scars. You ask me every day. <laughs> so the triangle has everything. Yeah, it does. We, I, we've gone through the laundry list of. Yeah, this is a, this episode's been um, a little more on the superficial side, I guess, but that's because it's been a real buffet an all you can conspire buffet. Uh, we've, we've had UFOs. We've, it reminds me of a, oh, what are those, that Bill Hader skit? From SNL, um, we're talking about the nightclubs. It does. Stefan, yeah. This year's newest, hottest nightclub is the Bridgewater Triangle. <laughs> it's got everything. It's got Bigfoot. It's got UFOs. It's got little furry men that like to fuck with you. Yeah, it's got four-foot-tall <laughs> ferrets that are going to trick you. It's got cattle mutilation. <laughs> it's got a... Uh, an old retired <laughs> police sergeant who said, "Yep, all true." <laughs> it's it's got satanic cults, both male and female. Yeah, it just has everything. It's got fucking. It's got multiple cryptids. It's got terror birds. It really has everything. And you know, once the weather clears up, we're absolutely taking a trip up there. I go camping in these woods for a couple days and see what happens. It's got a silly little stage guy named George who likes to fuck with the lights. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. The Bridgewater Triangle sounds like a great place. It's the hottest new club in town. I can't wait to go. Well, hopefully you guys dug this episode. Uh, Let us know what your favorite of the weird hauntings slash curses slash cryptids of the Bridgewater Triangle are. Uh, I'm going to go. I think I might go. I puck wudgy. Yeah, I was gonna the creepy say little George. dudes. <laughs> like the creepy little dudes that are just like, I'm going to stare at you and cut your brakes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like the idea of these like slightly mm-hmm. psychopathic little, you know, leprechaun guys <laughs> that are fucking with the rest of the world. It's like <laughs> of the supernatural things. That's a pretty chill thing to get to do. Anytime you take something scary and you make it three foot tall, it makes it instantly better. Well, yeah, that's why that's why we love cats. Yeah, and it's also why cats are so angry all the time because they're like Earth's perfect killing machine, except they weigh twelve pounds and can be picked up by the most annoying people. That's got to be so fucking frustrating. It's like I would kill the shit out of you if I was just like five pounds. Bigger. I can't wait till you're dead so I can eat your fucking face. Yeah, <laughs> cats, cats, uh, they're waiting. Slowly, for some dogs are like, I love you, and I, you were my best friend. And the cat's like, You got what, like eight more years? How long you got? How long do you I got? Nine like, of these fuckers. What's the shelf life on a pope? You know, 
All right, folks. 33 days. <laughs> well, with that, uh, hopefully you like the show. Let us know. Leave it in the comments. Like and subscribe if you did or if you're following us on Spotify or whatever. Thank you. Uh, and keep enjoying. We'll be back. I know last week I was like, we'll be back on Friday and we're back on Saturday. But, you know, it was close. It's close. It's go- You know what? It's riddle time. I feel like it's real time, right? It's riddle time. So last week's riddle was uh, how high would you have to count before you use the letter A in the English language spelling of a whole number? Um Mom, thank you for your, like, three texts. Um, it was 1,000. 1,000 is the first time the letter A shows up in the uh, English language spelling of a whole number. Uh, this week's riddle, a little more difficult. A little more difficult. Um, I have decided to go. When John was six years old, he hammered a nail into his favorite tree to mark his height. Ten years later, at age 16, John returned to the tree to see how much higher the nail was. If the tree grew by five centimeters each year, how much higher would the nail be? All right. Everybody leave your comments. You might want to get high to think about that one. I know my dad will. You guys enjoy. Uh, We will see you next week. I think that's it. Yeah. I felt like I had something (laughs) bigger to say, and then I opened my mouth and nothing came out the door. If you were to create a triangle in your home state or hometown or wherever. Yeah, that's a good idea. Where would it be? Where would it be, and what stuff would it have in it? Would you have the... would you have a giant bird? Would you have a Sasquatch? What are some of the things that happen in your neck of the woods? We should think about that because here we have uh, we have the meat shower. Meat shower. We have the cocaine bear. Cocaine bear. We have the blue people. Blue people. We have the Hopkinsville goblins. Yep. The ones that have... Uh, they're tricky little boys. They're tr- there are little tricky little boys. <laughs> I think... Okay, we got to work on this. Good job, Caleb. <laughs> We're going to go work on our triangle. We'll let everybody know where ours is. We'll show you ours if you show us yours. Have a good have a good week, and uh, we'll see you this time next week. We'll see you on Friday. Later, oh, bye.